is Max Access, where Mackenzie Barwell takes you closer to members of Forge FC off the pitch on the Forge Audio Network. Forge fans, welcome back to the Forge Audio Network. Today is November 27th. I'm Mackenzie Barwell, your host, and for today's postseason episode of Max Access, I am joined by Noah Jensen. Noah gave me some good insight on his personal experience on the 2023 season, his confidence going into his third year now with Forge FC, and of course, an in-depth day in the life, which was honestly my favorite part. So a big thank you to Noah for joining me today. This is his second appearance now on Max Access. So first recurring guest. Thank you all so much for tuning in as always. Enjoy today's episode and I'll be back to check in same time next week. Okay. I I just had to start the recording because you asked me if there was going to be trivia and I literally have in my opening line with your permission there is none in this video. There's none? Well, I didn't I feel like you were the holder of the trivia. And so I've got questions like ready to okay, go. Okay, fine, fine. Okay, do you remember where the capital of Alaska is? Juneau. There we go. Yes. And you know what? Good I was you. rewatching it yesterday and I thought to myself, like I was really upset, like really upset that I forgot. <laughs> oh, especially considering you went. Yes. And I knew that and I think I just completely blanked. But coming into this episode, I wasn't ready to provide you with questions. But if you have one or two that you want to share with the Forge Audio Network, I'll I'll let it slide. Well, I was just like, do you remember that? You just looked them up, didn't you? Well, you, you- <laughs> I was I was looking up who the first president of the United States is because I was like, if I ask you this again and I get it wrong, then I will not be able to live with myself. Isn't it George Washington? Yeah, there we go. I can delete this off my computer now. Yeah, you said they're off the dome. This is crazy. Okay, do you know what the capital of Sweden is? Shout out to Alex. No, I honestly... I thought European capitals were easier. Stockholm. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, that's enough. Let's get the let's get the real show on the road. So this is what's gonna happen. Every time we do an episode, you just repeat the trivia question that I got wrong from the episode before. Just to make sure that we both learn something. Yeah, it's just a constant <laughs> learning cycle. So I've talked to a few guys now um in the postseason and I've led with two questions. I just asked Kyle, and I like asking this one because I get such different answers, and that is the day in the life. So please, walk me through postseason Noah Jensen's day in the life. Wow. Well, uh, okay. So, in a condensed version, I wake up maybe at 8.30. That's being generous. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just wake up and I'm like, I'm going to lay in bed for a bit. But that's out of the way. Make breakfast. um, Okay. Then I go to the gym. LA Fitness. Then, because there's a Panera, like, right across the street, pretty much, I go there, and I get lunch. And if I'm feeling super productive, I stay there and start doing homework. Have you had, sorry to interrupt, have you had the mac and cheese from Panera? Yeah, so mac and cheese is, like, a top three from Panera. The broccoli mac and cheese is all right, but it's not the same. Oh, man, it is so good. Well, it's like a if-you-know-you-know kind of thing. So, homework homework at Panera that's what gives me my purpose in my day wow. um then maybe I'll stay there for a little bit and read I don't know sounds kind of nerdy of me and then I come home and I really enjoy making dinner for my parents so wow that's what I so you're at home home right now home home in Curtis Ontario yes I'm sure your parents love it just as much as you love that 
Well, they do because when I first came back here, they were always stressing out about like what they were gonna make me for dinner. I was like, Why don't you guys have jobs right now? <laughs> Let me just take care of this. Okay. And and if you have this conversation with Ali, I'm sure Ali could attest for this because he's seen my cooking firsthand. So that's something I'd like to say that I'm good at. That's pretty good. Okay. So remind me who you live with again when you're in season. Um. So myself, Alessandro, Taryn, the English speakers, and then the French speakers, Abu, Woobs, and Kadim. That's a big house. Yeah. Like we practically had a frat house. <laughs> That's crazy. It was crazy. Do you, is it nice to have a couple months, like, you know, just the parents, some peace and quiet, or do you kind of miss the chaos that is the frat house of Forge FC? I miss seeing, like, Ali T, all those guys, Woobs, Abu, every day. Um, Every single game day, we had a ritual where all of us, we would go to Sunset Grill and get breakfast together. Yeah, I remember you saying that, actually. So, I really miss that. Um... Because that would have been a weekly routine. Yeah, and we started going there so much that they started giving us free food and said thanks for being, like, loyal customers. Are you serious? (laughs) I'm dead serious. And it's, like, game day, and they're bringing us, like, chocolate, um, strawberry chocolate uh, Belgian waffles, and we're like, are we going to eat this? Because it's free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so I miss them for sure. If you were to ask my parents if they're happy to have me here, it definitely is a no. Really? Especially on Sundays when I sit and watch football. My parents are like, you're doing nothing. So then when I cook them dinner, it's like a peace offering. Okay, you've got it down to a science. And you asked about my meal rotation. Make it quick. We need to get to the real. We need to get to the real substance of this interview. Um. Yeah. Well, I won't spoil what I can cook. You. You continue. Are you sure? Yeah. I don't want to give any give any hints away. Fair enough. Preseason's around the corner, which is kind of funny because I feel like we just blinked and now I'm already talking about Concacaf and whatnot with everyone. But looking at the 2023 season, before we move on. What are some of your biggest takeaways? Because when I talked to Kyle, we spoke about how obviously those first initial games of the regular season was the best start that you guys have had in club history. And then obviously midway through the season, kind of going through that dry spell that lasted longer than you would have liked. I think a lot of guys would attest to the fact that it was needed in terms of maybe a reality check and to kind of set a fire under you guys. So with that said, what do you think was important about having those kind of ebbs and flows during this season, and what are you taking from that going into the next one? Um, I think especially last season, you you can really see how twenty eight games turns into a really large learning curve, and you know, at on one hand, we want to say that like we were able to play our best when it mattered, but on the other hand, if you were to ask every guy in the locker room if we were like truly proud and happy of ourselves at some of like the not just the performances, but just the lack of consistency that we had throughout the season. I don't think, I don't think anyone would say that's what we wanted. And so, um, for me personally, like trying to raise that level of consistency is um, what's going to be the big change for us going forward. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. throughout a season, like you can't win every game, you can't expect to play your best every single game, but. You know, there's going to be some games where it's not your day and you just have to stick together as a team and, and grind it out. And sometimes we were able to do that, but other times, you know, we're on the on the wrong end of those results. So I think if we can be more consistent as a team, not only just at, in our togetherness, but also in our performances, I think um, putting together a full 28-game stretch of, 
of dominance and what we strive for. Yeah, there were some games I think that I could tell you guys came into the locker room happy with, even though maybe that consistency wasn't there. But I asked Seba this actually too, and I'm interested to hear your opinion. Can you point out a performance or maybe maybe not even a specific game, but times where you did feel like this team was putting their best foot forward during the season? Um, I'd say like the first leg that we played in Calvary in the playoffs – or not the first leg, the semifinals. I don't really know what you can call that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the first half of that game, that was probably as like solid as we've been, I would say, even though the first five minutes we were easing our way into the game. But it was just one of those games that we kind of had control of. Um, I think when we played Pacific away in the middle of the season and we beat them 2-0, I think that was, yeah. that was the game for 70 minutes that we just completely dominated them. But... The problem, not the problem, like those tight games, what it turns into is when we score early, then it, the onus is on the other team to try and do something. And so they end up having more of the ball and that's not really like our style. Right. But I couldn't really tell you a game that we just like went out from the first whistle, dominated possession, dominate the ball and, and won. So yeah. that's something that, you know, everyone on our team can look at and see that as a way to improve for next season. Yeah. I think most of the wins actually came from not scoring first, so... But I do want to um, focus on your role specifically because in watching the content from the 2023 final and also 2022, I noticed some of the, some similar storylines. It's not like the first time that you've stepped up when you've been called upon. And last year, KJ did an interview with Kyle in the locker room and I think said something along the lines of, Noah came into this game and played your role. How important was that? And Kyle was honestly just like, it wasn't my role. He just played Noah's role so knowing that you've accumulated this much experience and you've had as influential of a role as you have how do you feel like your game has evolved since playing with Forge and like your confidence going into this next season um I think for sure over like looking back at the two years I could say that as a player I've matured a lot um like last year being in my first season as a professional like having guys like Bex and Ash in a locker room being able to teach you like the small things about being a pro that you don't really understand until you get into that environment I think was really helpful to me and last year I was able to play a little bit of a role but I knew that if like there was an opportunity for me to be called upon to step up that I'd be able to do that and obviously unfortunate for Kyle to get the red card in the semifinals but like being there that day, I wasn't even in the roster, but I knew that like for the next two weeks, I'm going to have to work my butt off because I'm going to play in the final and we're going to win. And so for that, for that part, I think it, it's a, it's a part of my mindset, I would say of just being prepared for whatever could happen. Um, because even this year, like when Kyle was suspended for the first couple games of the season, I knew that there was an opportunity for me to play and mm-hmm. I was able to, step in score three goals in a week and that's probably the best week of my footballing career so far so um hope for many of those moments going forward um but i know that at the same time my preparation is is top and i'll be ready for whatever's thrown at me we've also had conversations about traveling for soccer and i know you've done it a few times before obviously not at the same level but Let's look at CONCACAF quickly. Uh, I think you mentioned the draw being on the 12th or 13th of December. Um, so until then, we don't actually know what's going to happen. But that experience in itself is special and going out of the country and playing somewhere else. Um, what are you excited for? 
Well, I think for myself, um, just looking back on it a little bit, playing against Cruz Azul last year in the Azteca was probably one of the coolest experiences of my whole life. And for me to play my first minutes as a professional in that stadium in front of 35,000 people was that is actually crazy. Insane, that is crazy. insane to think. Yeah. Like, it's tough to put it in perspective because, like, before then I had never had any experience as, like, being a pro or, like, my games at university when we'd have, like, three, 4,000 fans. And then next thing you know, I'm getting subbed on in front of 30,000 people just whistling at me. So I think, like, these... I'm sure the guys who have played in these CONCACAF competitions will say that they're very special, like being able to go to these foreign countries and play against top teams. It's something that you can't take for granted, but at the same time, you know, we're not, we're not really there to just enjoy the experience. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to, mm -hmm. we want to do something a little more this year. And I think that we're definitely capable of it, of it. You know, we have players that can compete at that level and I'm sure that everyone will be locked in, ready to go as soon as we, we come back, regardless of who we're playing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, having the opportunity to come in and represent the CPL on the stage is, is really cool, obviously, because there's only t two teams doing it. But what are some of the challenges that come with that? Because the reality is you're used to playing against the same seven teams from this league, and then you go into a space where you're not very familiar with uh, the playing style of a lot of these opponents. So what makes it difficult about being in that position? I think the most difficult thing is that our season really does not align with this competition. And I know that it's it's the same for MLS clubs, and I understand that. But like for us to to come in, so last or two years ago when we did it for Cruz Azul, like we came in and we trained for a month at Players Paradise. And then next thing you know, we're playing at the Azteca, which the elevation is like 1,300 meters or something, something crazy like mm -hmm. that. And so like you don't really have time to, to prepare for the exact moment, but like you know that you're gonna have to on the day put out a good performance and granted we did that you know obviously Cruz Azul was a fantastic opponent um you know we could have gotten a result against them at home which would have been a huge testament to just yeah this club and where this club aspires to be but yeah I think just the whole hecticness of the month leading up to that game is probably the most difficult part especially if you get a, a team that plays like in a warm climate there's not really anything you can do to prepare for that okay see this is something that seba talked about too and i i feel bad because i kind of clowned him a little bit because <laughs> he kept talking about the weather and i was like okay man i get it but he's not wrong like that's just something that you can't prepare for until you're there and you just get accustomed yeah, to it it's so. like when the CPL would schedule us to play at home at 2 p.m. in the middle of July. Right. And we would have to be going out to 40 degrees on the field and playing 90 minutes on that. So yeah, yeah. There's nothing you can really do to prepare for that stuff. You just have to get there. Go and do it. Roll your socks up and hope for the best. Okay. No, that's pretty much it. I have a few other ones, but they're just more personality questions and i feel like we already answered most of them earlier today okay so you're gonna ask them or you're not going I, to hey i'm gonna ask them let me answer them. okay okay let's go let's go now aside from waking up grinding at the gym and eating breakfast do you have any other postseason hobbies see i could say the exact same thing i said last time and said that i just love doing homework. is that what you said last time but that's not true oh my gosh but swimming maybe i swim a lot okay oh, that's a good one yeah, I don't know if that counts as a hobby though, because I suck at you, it. Like, can you stay above water? Yeah, but like, I 
I'm just not a very good swimmer. That's what I'll, I'll say. I think I got to like level five, and then that's when I quit when I was like eight years old. Good. Yeah, I'm going to stick to land training. This is also a classic one I've been asking is waking up or sleeping in. And well, um, I just don't know if I believe you if you say waking up early. I don't know. It's tough because for eight months of the year, I, I, I won't want to say I torture myself, but I wake up at a crazy hour to get to the stadium early. Yeah. And so... Like, do I feel like I deserve to sleep in a little bit for a month? Yeah, I feel like I feel like I deserve it. <laughs> so as much as I do like getting up early and accomplishing stuff, I think for the month of November, I can relax. Okay, so yeah, so no, for November, sleep in. And I hope Seb said sleep in because that's about all he does. Yeah, he no, because he was like, he was like. No, I think for the most part, I get up early. Like, <laughs> we're recording this at 11, and you just got out of bed, brother. Like, what are it's because he knows Coach is going to be watching. Anyways. Okay, next episode, have some new trivia questions. That's right? a lie, because you proved to me this time that trivia is just not enough. I'm hanging up. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Max Access on the Forge Audio Network. If you like what you heard, please like, follow, subscribe, comment, and share. The fir- when I first joined Sigma, the first trip that like we went on to go to the U.S. was probably like a month or two after I had joined. And so like I didn't really know Coach Bobby like that well at this point. Obviously, I live kind of far from Mississauga, like where the team is and everything. And so driving there, getting ready to go to Pennsylvania, we got off the highway and I realized I didn't have my passport. And so bless my dad, he turned. we turned around, drove back to my house, drove all the way to buffalo new york and met the sigma bus in new york and that was probably coach bobby's like first impression, impression. <laughs> so, are you serious yeah that's another uh, another personality story i guess that's crazy but you know what i've never forgotten my passport ever again so how long after you realized you didn't have your passport did you tell your dad like how long did you wait because we oh waiting. it was like five minutes <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because you're just. I was like, so how am I supposed to tell him that I extremely yeah. messed up? Yeah. Well, here I am, like 16 years old, talking to Bobby over the phone, like trying to sound like I'm not a complete idiot. So I've had a personal matter. Yeah, so the car is broken down, but we'll meet you in New York.